It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, a year ago, we had a conversation um, with both Willie Hochman and David Gansher on the air, because at that point, David's company, Shepherd Search Group, had acquired the Joel Paul Group, and David, of course, continues to be the CEO of Shepherd, and Willie Hochman continues to be the CEO of the Joel Paul Group. Now it's uh, 2024. We thought it would be a good idea just to see what's happening in the Jewish not-for-profit sector, job market in general. I mean, these two gentlemen certainly can speak to those two topics, to say the least. And I know there's a lot of movement out there this time of year. A lot of people start to think of what they'll be doing over the next few months and where they might be going in June, July, August, September, etc., etc. I laugh, but uh, Willie and I have discussed this a million times. How During these days, there's just a lot of movement when it comes to employment in the Jewish world and probably the general world as well. Anyway, all that having been said, Willie Hochman, CEO of the Joel Paul Group. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Malcolm. Always nice to be here and with your listeners. Appreciate that. And David Gansher, who is in Israel at the moment, CEO of the Shepherd Search Group. David, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Great to be back with you, Malcolm. Now, we were told that you, meaning David, um it's not just that you're in Israel. You actually founded an effort entitled People for Israel. People can get the, or I should say listeners can get information by going to peopleforisrael.com. And this is an outgrowth. Uh, this is a byproduct of the uh, current war that's taking place um, in Israel. David, tell us, what is People for Israel? Well, People for Israel is an organization that we started the night of October 7th, immediately after Simchat Torah. And it was started by my wife and myself. We started that morning with about 12 people at our Shabbos table. And by the end of the day, as reservists were called up, there were three of us staring at each other, wondering what we could do. And so we started this organization with neighbors and friends and individuals that want to help Israel, Jews and Christians alike. And the organization serves three purposes. One is to provide food to those in need in the northern and southern communities, specifically the Gaza envelope and the Lebanese border. Number two, to provide transportation to, again, families or men and women in uniform that need assistance getting where they need to be. And three, provide supplies. So to date, we provided thousands of blankets, mattresses, coats, gloves, hats, underwear, socks, and probably tens of thousands of meals and challahs, Shabbos food. And so those were the initial uh, objectives of the organization. And this goes on till now. Yes, it goes on till now. We're as busy as we've ever been. And in some way, although reservists are being called back, we're even busier because as the situation becomes perhaps more tense on the northern border, there are a lot of needs throughout Israel. And so we're trying to help people on multiple fronts. 
Anybody, by the way, who wants to support this effort, peopleforisrael.com. they got a big donate button there on the page, and you should uh, look at the list of what they've done. I mean, David just described it, uh, but the whole list of every activity that they've been doing is up there. So, David, um, those who are sometimes skeptical about whether supplies are needed, uh, whether uh, transportation needs are as great as you just described, you could tell them uh, firsthand on the front lines, so to speak, uh, that everything you're doing, whether it's supplies, whether it's transportation, whether it's food items, whether it's uh, hot meals for Shabbat or otherwise, all of this is needed. And the way you're saying it, uh, really now more than ever. No question about it, Nahum. I think the, this is the question that I get asked most frequently, which is why do we need to provide blankets for soldiers on the Lebanese border in the middle of a war? And I think that the answer lies in the fact that when a small country like Israel calls up 400,000 reservists at one time and says, we need you all to report for work tomorrow, which is essentially what happened. Yep on the evening, or rather on the day of October 7th, it creates a chaotic atmosphere. And let's not forget that we were coming off of the heels of COVID where there already were disruptions in the supply chain. And so as all of these individuals were called up, Israel and the government of Israel took every resource they had and said, let's help the families, let's help the men and women in uniform. Now you've got a situation where you've got tens of thousands of people in the northern communities that have been displaced from their home, from their homes, thousands and thousands of families that have been displaced from their homes in the south, and there simply is not enough equipment, there are not enough meals, there are not enough items to go around. And so that's where we come in, because while many units will tell you they have more than they need, there are just as many units that tell you we don't have what we need, and at the same time, We've had, up until just a couple of weeks ago, families living in our own home that were forced out of their homes down south. So I think the real issue is that there are a lot of people whose voices have not been heard that are displaced that need help, and that's where we come in. David Gansher and uh, Willie Hochman with us live via telephone. Look, if, if people, if you're looking for opportunities, they're there. David could tell you, peopleforisrael.com could tell you, if you're looking for real opportunities and real needs, they're there. Yeah, sometimes there's, you know, there's a surplus or sometimes there's a, a call for action that, you know, gets duplicated. We get that, and it turns out to be unnecessary. But if you want to really be involved in something where, uh, where there are needs that need to be met, Go to peopleforisrael.com. Hey, let's see if Willie laughs at this. Uh, David, has Willie found a good executive director for you for People for Israel? (laughs) (laughs) He's working on it. I'll tell you, our biggest problem is we don't pay. uh, We are completely a volunteer organization. Wait wait a second. Willie, Willie, what's the story with that? Is it possible to find good personnel these days if they're not paying anything? (laughs) So I have to tell you the... um, the executive director of People for Israel, um, it's amazing that he's able to do this <laughs> and be CEO and run the Shepherd Search Group business, multi-million dollar business, uh, at the same time he is doing this wonderful work with his colleagues. So as CEO of the Joel Paul Group and our colleagues in Joel Paul and Shepherd Search Group, we support his efforts immensely and we have a business to run, and that's the wonderful partnership, I have to say, 
that uh, along with the Shepherd Search Group and, and the Joel Paul Group, that we've been able to uh, do the work we do in 2023. You know, it's funny, Willie. A lot of people are looking for those who are willing to work 24 hours a day and get no pay. A lot of people are looking for people <laughs> like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Where do we begin, Willie? Are we beginning on this side of the world? Are we beginning on David's side of the world? Where are we beginning when we talk about the current employment situation in our community? <laughs> so I'm I'm happy to talk about the uh, the sure. Jewish nonprofit world. Yeah. The Joel Paul Group, 90 plus percent of our business is still in the United States. Right. And I have to say we had a good year compared to 2022. Things are improving. Uh, there are more jobs out there. Um, and you're right, Nachum, what you said at the beginning, um, we had a good beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and then things, things slow down in the fourth quarter uh, because the organizations and the candidates in the nonprofit world are dedicated to their nonprofit. They want to, you know, get the revenue that's needed by the end of the year, uh, complete events, programs, and, and everybody really does work towards that goal. If you're in the nonprofit, the Jewish nonprofit sector, it's not a job only, it's a calling. And that's why we see the right kind of professionals do what they do all year round, but it does slow down in the fourth quarter, not only because of Hanukkah and the other holidays, but because they really are, if they're on a calendar year, they really want to focus on uh, exceeding and meeting revenue targets and doing what's necessary for their organization. Well, with the so that's been the, the well, with all the accelerated movement when it comes to these positions in our community, thank God there's at least one quarter of the year that seems, you know, relatively stable where everyone's sitting put for a few weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. That, that, is, that is correct. It gives us all, us as a, as a search firm and our clients, time to breathe. Uh, most of them do, do their strategic planning and, and budgeting in that fourth quarter for the you know, 2024. So we get an idea of, of what's going to be happening. But you're exactly right, as you said earlier, whether it's a fundraiser who you know, wants to move ahead in their career and waits for their bonus or anybody else in marketing and finance that, you know, has done the job they did, you know, the past year and now, you know, has really been thinking about moving ahead. We do get a lot more inquiries and hopefully a lot more jobs in the, in the first quarter. By the way, I mean, am I, am I close to accurate or I'm really exaggerating? I mean, you know, you know, old timers like me, we get shocked when we see and hear about all this movement. I mean, I'm doing this for 40 years, so, you know, I'm a real anomaly in the community, frankly. But, I mean, I- am I exaggerating or now that it is post-January 1st, are you going to be getting a lot of, uh, um, of uh, inquiries from organizations, schools, etc.? Are you going to be getting a lot of inquiries and interest from candidates? Is it, is it as accelerated as I'm saying or it's somewhere in the middle? Okay, so you, 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 prepped, you prepped very well. It's somewhere in the middle. As I always tell anybody you know, who wants to understand the, the world that we're in, the job market that we do, uh, they ask me, you know, what's more important, getting the client or getting the candidate? Right. And the real answer is it's 51%, 49%. Obviously, if we don't have the jobs, right. I can't help the candidates. Right. But when we get the jobs, the most the, the, the worst thing I'll say is not to have a pipeline of potential candidates to show that client. So it really is uh, a symbiotic relationship where we need to job a little more, but the client expects to see candidates. So the movement does increase a little on both sides, January, February. Uh, also, you know, there's, there's not a lot of holidays right. uh, and time off. 
people don't take in January, February, other than our traditional yeshiva week. Right. So after that, it, it, does, it does pick up a little for sure. Yeah, this time to work and look to the future. By the way, Willie, I don't know if you're aware of this, and I may be, I may be making this up, but, I, but this is what it looks like from my perspective. I think the war, and now it's 13 weeks you know, since the barbaric episode, I think the war has brought out some talent in certain, especially young people in our community that we didn't know about. Uh, there are people, I'm, I'm talking about this side of the world now. Obviously, Israel has seen a lot of young people take on leadership roles that are really important. But I think that I think there are people on this side of the world that are leading efforts and that have taken on the tasks in certain organizations to be in charge of their war effort who are now exhibiting talents that we never realized they had. Are you seeing any of that? I can't say I've seen that firsthand, um, but I've, I've read some of the you know articles out there on certain websites, and we're seeing names of people yeah. you know that are attributed to the certain efforts, certain programs. Correct. You know, contact so and so to register or things like that, and it, it's names that when you Google them or look on LinkedIn, they are not um, thirty-year veterans or twenty-five-year veterans in the nonprofit world. So the resources that the organizations are using, yes, has brought out uh, the, not the entry level, but the five-year you know, employee more so now because all hands on deck, as the expression goes. Yeah, so no question about it. It's all hands on deck, and I think a lot of young people are exhibiting uh, skills and talents that either they didn't know they had or others never realized it because some of them are really stepping up well. And they could end up saying that, honestly, you know, the war or this whole, you know, emergency situation, you know, created an opportunity for them to gain a reputation as a good fundraiser, executive director, organizer, whatever term you want to use. David Gansher is with us in Israel, uh, CEO of the Shepherd Search Group. You know, David, you're surrounded now by, in all seriousness, by a lot of volunteerism. A lot of people have dropped everything that they're doing to, uh, you know, to help in the war effort, you know, in, in so many different aspects. Uh, what's your view of the, you know, the professional outlook when it comes to the uh, uh, leadership roles that we're expecting people to take in Jewish organizations, schools, etc.? It was interesting. I mean, first of all, just a little joke that I'm sure you've heard, but yeah. we, we, we say over here that the country is run by 18-year-olds, which um, apart from BB, I think there's a lot of truth to that <laughs> because, you know, when you talk about people stepping up, it, yeah. it, is, it is unbelievable how our young people have stepped up yep. uh, and stepped in to every role where they're needed. But I think when I, to answer your question in a broader sense, when I look at my neighbors, and I'm back and forth all the time between the U.S. and Israel. When I look at my neighbors, I look at my associates. I would say that most people, the average person over here, is getting very little sleep because they're burning the candle at both ends, right? They might have a professional need or a personal need if they're the head of a family during the day. Yeah. And then at night, they're doing, uh, they're working in some type of chesed, whether it's getting food to individuals or whether it's working in the farms because now a lot of the, the, the foreign workers such as those from Thailand have left. Right. And so people are really burning the candle at both ends. So I, I think that, you know, the war has obviously, it brings out, obviously uh, it, it brings out, unfortunately the worst in some people, but it brings out the best in others. Yep. And I think we're seeing a lot of the best here right now. No question about it. Uh, and again, I think the same thing. 
You're, you're, you're going to be, I, I think I'm right. You're going to be able to translate in Israel a lot of these volunteer efforts, especially among the young people who have the energy and have the social media skills and have certain savvy that older people yes. may not have. I think you're going to see them turn into, you know, employed people you know, effectively working in organizations in the future, right? Wouldn't that be a good conclusion? I think that's absolutely true. The, yeah. the individual that we asked to step into the social media role uh, for us at People for Israel is is a volunteer, and she's doing such a good job. I I said to Willie, "What? Maybe we we yeah. need to bring her into uh, into the Joel Paul group." So <laughs> you're absolutely right. No, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm telling you, is that there are certain silver linings to all of this. All right. Uh, bottom line from both of you, Willie, uh, to everybody out there. I mean, we say this every time, and and I hope that these announcements do encourage people and their parents uh, to explore what the Joel Paul group is doing. Uh, what do you want to say to the clients out there, the schools, organizations? all the all the uh, charitable efforts and what do you want to say to potential um, candidates out there in our audience so first thanks so first I'd like to say to potential um, applicants people looking at the Jewish nonprofit world if you're not currently in the Jewish nonprofit world there are so many transferable skills that individuals can bring from whether it's the business corporate world to the nonprofit world Sales in, in corporate sometimes translates to fundraising. Right. Finance is finance. Marketing is marketing. Events. So there are opportunities, you know, to transition mm. to the to the Jewish nonprofit world. The um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the misnomer that oh, nonprofits don't pay well. It's kind of not true as much. Right. Many more nonprofits are running their organization like a business. Right. Yes, at maybe the entry level you know, it's comparable or a little less than the corporate sector. And I'm not talking about law school, law or doctor, you know, I'm talking about regular jobs, entry level. But when you get to middle management and upper level, you can look, it's public knowledge. There's 990s tax returns out there that organizations have to file. And the salaries are very nice. You can, you know, live well in certain communities, raise your family and stay with the mission of the organization you're with and feel good about what you're doing in your career. Right. So my message is anything you want to consider in the Jewish nonprofit world, we're there to help. We're there to answer any questions. Uh, we just don't talk to candidates if they want to apply people. We consult with people about their career. And if they have interesting opportunities, we're not just focused on making that shit up between the client and the candidate. We do a lot of consulting both the client and candidates. So eventually it pays forward. Easiest way for people to get in touch with the Joel Paul group. Um, on the website, www.joelpaul.com. Uh, all of our information's on there. You can fill out a contact form, whether you want to just talk to us or whether you want to apply for a specific job. Um, the shit up we have with the acquisition from Shepherd search group has afforded us excellent technology. We have upgraded how we, reach out and how candidates and clients can reach out to us. But www.joelpaul.com is the uh, address. And uh, David Ganshar, you're, you're overseeing all of this as CEO of the Shepherd Search Group. Um, um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on all of this as uh, Willie described the job market and uh, how people should proceed out there in our community? Well, Nachum, I want to point out one thing, and that is that our business last year at the Joel Paul Group 
uh, more than doubled, oh, which wow. is a fairly significant impact uh, when you look at what we've been able to do together. And, you know, they say the first year of marriage, right, you're still a Hassan and Kala. So <laughs> I don't know if Willie's the Hassan or the Kala here, but uh, I, I will tell you, I've, I've got no regrets about uh, walking down the aisle with him. He's uh, what, we've, what we've done together is we've grown from being just an executive search firm not just, but right, a, 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 a recruitment firm right. to a company that is focused on all areas, talent solutions. So now we're doing organizational development, training, career coaching, interim staffing, permanent placement, uh, you name it, anything within the talent solutions arena. So together, what we've learned is that we're far more successful than we were uh, just on our own. So I think my, you know, my message uh, to your listeners is, is this morning is that uh, that even if we can't help you at this time with recruitment, there may be other areas that uh, Shepherd Search and Joe Paul combined can be a resource for you because this is a uh, look. It's a long life, right? Joe Paul's been in business about 37 years now, so it's uh, <laughs> there. Are, there are a lot of opportunities out there in a lot of ways in which. Uh, our organization can bring, can add value. So we, we look forward to those opportunities. Potential clients, schools, organizations, uh, uh, um, uh, volunteer groups, whatever it might be. You go to, well, volunteer groups that are overseen by, you know, by an executive committee. Uh, JoelPoll.com, JoelPoll.com. And obviously if you're a candidate, you feel that you could fill one of the positions that the Joel Poll group has. Uh, you could, again, reach them at joelpohl.com. Willie, I thank you very, very much. Continued success in the uh, year 2024, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Nath. Always a pleasure for speaking with you and your listeners. And David, call a vote to you. You get the extra call a vote because of peopleforisrael.com, and uh, wonderful to speak to you this morning. Continued success in the future. You do great to be together. Wonderful to hear your voice. Appreciate that very much. Hope to uh, reunite with you uh, when we get back to the Holy Land. More coming up, everybody. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM.